Hello, good afternoon, good morning to those who are tuning in to the show, Last Word Productions. I am your host once again, guys, Tavares Wilson, and I always get the last word. And guys, the reason why we are here today is because of the simple fact that I'm not going to do any NBA news right now. I'm going to just simply give you all a breakdown of tonight's first round picks in the draft, NFL draft specifically, guys. If you were not aware, the draft occurred tonight at 8 o'clock. It just concluded about... 15, 20 minutes ago, I want to say. And, man, it was a jack-of-all-trades, this draft. I tell you no lie, guys. Now, first and foremost, man, I want to just give a brief little summary about some surprises for me and, you know, some not-so-surprises, like what I expected. Now, first and foremost, the most obvious thing was the first, to me, was the first two picks. It was... Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence and the Jets taking Zach Wilson. Both quarterbacks, you know, boom. Now, when things got a little bit shaky for me was with the third pick with the San Francisco 49ers taking Trey Lance. Now, this is where I'm going to go into a bit of details, guys. Now, first and foremost, I think Trey Lance is a very phenomenal talent. If you heard my top five quarterbacks breakdown, he was... On that list, I believe he was my fourth quarterback that I had rated. I believe he was ahead of Mac Jones, so I did have him rated as my fourth best quarterback. But at the end of the day, he is a guy who's extremely still raw. He has all the talent in the world, athletic ability, arm strength. He has he has some troubles reading some certain coverages. You know, at North Dakota, at North Dakota, excuse me, they raved about his mental aspects of the game and the mental how he could mental compartmentalized things, excuse me, I know I said that word wrong, but he simply just isn't there yet fully of like the grasp of the game, and it shows in his play, because he could get a bit, he could fidget a little bit more than he does, you know, he starts to get hesitant in some of his reads, he doesn't really trust his eyes versus his arm, or whatever the case may be, he makes a bad decision because he's trying to do something that he can't quite do because it, the window simply isn't there. And I just think that is something that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers offensive team would just have to slowly get him through. And that's why Jimmy Garoppolo is still there, guys. I mean, a lot of people are saying Jimmy Garoppolo, trade rumors, things like that. He's not getting traded. Not anymore. I think they know exactly that Trey Lance has to sit a season and he will come in the next season, if not towards the end of this season. And... Be the guy, be their guy. I think Jimmy Garoppolo understands. I think Kyle Shanahan understands. I think Trey Lance understands that. At this point, the whole organization does to me. Now, going on to, to the next pitch. Now, this is where things got kind of confusing for me. So, the Falcons took Kyle Pitts, which I predicted would happen. I knew they were going to still stick with Mike Ryan. I think they still going to stick with Julio Jones. It was... Some rumors going on about him. We're going to get into that a little bit later. So I pretty much expected Kyle, expected, excuse me, Kyle Pitts to go to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, what I didn't expect was the Bengals to take Jamar Chase fifth overall. Now, a lot of people spoke on and said, you know, Jamar Chase is very, very, very likely to go to Cincinnati at the fifth pick. And I just thought, like, but why? You know, like... Joe Burrow is just coming off a terrible injury. He needs protection. He was, I believe, the second most sacked quarterback last year, if not the 
the third, it was one or the other. But they they need protection. They have two young tackles. You know, one guy who just got some action last season who was hurt his rookie season. But at the end of the day, you got to protect your quarterback. If they're not getting it done, they're not getting it done. You had a generational talent at tackle to take, and you and you missed them in Penny Soil. So to me, that was a bit, a bit skeptical of a move for me. I mean, I love Jamar Chase's game. I, I wanted the Dolphins to take him personally. I think that he's a dog. I think he's gives you everything that you want in a true number one receiver. But I just don't think he was the right pick for the. Bengals, per se. I mean, yes, he has the past connection with Joe Burrow, and yes, they could click immediately. I just think you have to protect your quarterback first and foremost before anything. But, you know, not my place to say they made a hell of a pick because Jamar Chase is still one hell of a player. Now, guys, the next pick we have here, another one that surprised me, was the wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama to Miami at six overall. Now, if you would, if I would have told you all that Miami just took a receiver six overall, everyone, literally everyone, before leading up to tonight would have said it would have been Devontae Smith. Well, it wasn't. It was Jalen Waddle, his counterpart, the speedster, the guy who runs a, a sub four four. Like this is him. This is his time. This is his pick. Now back in college, he actually averaged twenty four yards per catch. You know the Dolphins were one of the D worst deep ball passing teams in the league, so the picks make sense from that standpoint. But what doesn't make sense is the simple fact that John Waddle was coming off a serious injury a couple months ago. You don't know the full extent to his health. You don't know whether or not that get you know caused him to miss a gear now for at least a couple weeks or whatever the case may be when the season begins. So where is he going to be? Where is he in his recovery process? Like, these are things that needs to be known to the public. Because at the end of the day, you pick this guy six overall to not just come in and be a good player. You pick a guy at the six overall because he is a game changer. You took him over the likes of Devontae Smith, Michael Parsons. You took him over the likes of Penny Sewell, a guy that they said it was really, really high on. You know, these are players that, you know, people said can all easily have been top five picks. So if you're picking Jalen Waddle over guys who all could have been top five picks, you need to make sure you hit on this. He just doesn't need to be what he, what he can be. He needs to be what you know he is. And that's at least how I look at it, guys. Now... We're going to go off into some more picks. Now, another little surprise for me was Penny Sewell going to the Lions. I thought the Lions was going to go J.C. Horn. I thought they would need, I wanted to add another young corner to compliment Jeff Okuda. They didn't go the route. They got a generational left tackle with Penny Sewell. But, you know, it's an understandable, understandable pick. They just got Jared Goff in town. Maybe they see a future with Jared Goff, so why not protect him, right? At least that's how I view it. Now, the Panthers, they actually took J.C. Horn. Oh, my goodness, man. Him and Dante Jackson are going to be a nightmare for the teams to come for the next couple of years. After that, we had the Broncos. Patrick Sutton goes to the Broncos. I love this pick. I actually had them drafting Patrick Sutton. So this is another pick that I hit right on. The Eagles, I had them drafting Devontae Smith as well. But they traded up to get him. So I'm not too shocked about this. 
I feel as if they lost this trade, though, because, I mean, the Bears traded with the Giants and ultimately got Justin Fields. We'll get that to that later. And then the Cowboys ended up getting Michael Parsons, who I knew they were going to take the entire time once the draft started to go how it was going. Now, the Chargers took Rashawn Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern. And to me, this is a fantastic pick. You go get your young quarterback help and protection that he needs. You know, maybe the Bengals could take notes from this, but you go get him the help he needs and protection. Every young any quarterback in that matter can use that. But you know, what do I know? And then after that, the Jets actually traded back into the first round and when they got Elijah Vara, Vara Tucker, the officer guard off of USC. Wanna again, wanna protect your young guys, wanna put pieces around them, make sure he's upright. That's exactly what it just did. Again, Bengals take notes. Because the last thing any fan wants to hear or wants to complain about again is another injury to Joe Burrow because of poor protection. But then you could have got the one of the greatest offensive prospects at the lineman position ever, and you passed on him. This doesn't make sense to me. Now, the Patriots took Mac Jones again. This was kind of an obvious pick. Everyone had them tied to Mac Jones as the perfect situation. To me, it is the perfect situation for him. So let's see how that works out for him. The Cardinals took Zavon Collins, the linebacker of Tesla. This guy's a lot like Isaiah Simmons, a player they already have. Very versatile, can rush the pass, can drop back. Got to put some weight down. I heard it was 270 pounds. I don't know where all that came from, but he's definitely got to drop some weight. But he's a versatile guy when he's in tip-top shape and healthy. Now, the Raiders took Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Now, this is another pick that is surprising because Alex Leatherwood was a projected day two pick. And the Raiders being the Raiders, being super uber aggressive and taking exactly who they want. I don't blame them. I'd do it too if I knew exactly what I wanted. But I will say this. The Raiders haven't had much success when it came to reaching for guys who could have gone a lot later. They haven't had too much success with that of late. But we shall see. Now the next pick is the Miami Dolphins again. They actually took Jalen Phillips, the DN, out of Miami. And first and foremost, man, it is a beautiful thing that this guy is still even playing to this day. This is a guy who was going through a lot mentally, physically, and emotionally a couple months back and actually was considering hanging his cleats up for good. But now look at him, he's getting drafted 18th overall by the Miami Dolphins. He doesn't have to go far at all because he played at UM. So it's a plus for him. Washington took Jameen Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Jameen Davis, to me, he's a guy that still has to find his niche. He's really good at opening and not opening, but closing holes. He fills them properly. He's, he has an absolute nose for the ball, man. He seems like a canine almost. And to me, this is a really good pick to compliment a really already talented loaded defense. Now, man, the next pick for me, guys, is the Giants. They took Kadarius Tony, And this is, this is the, one of the few picks that left me with head scratches. The, the Giants just inked a new contract with Kenny Galladay. You had Darius Slayton. You have Sterling Shepard. You have Everett Ingram. And you even just added Kyle Rudolph. You have 
five legitimate pass catchers already. And that's not even counting Saquon Barkley, who in his own right is a very special pass catcher and play creator. Why add a why add a six seven guy? Why like it's only one ball? Now, I understand you want to give Daniel Jones as much help as he wants, but at the end of the day, helping him consists of a good offense and defense. To me, easy could have got a lineman. Easily could have got another front four guy, front seven guy, skins for the defense. Easily, but didn't. No. Continue off, guys. The Tennessee Titans, they took Caleb Farley, the quarterback out of Virginia Tech. This guy, to me, guys, is a stud. And when I say stud, I mean stud in terms of his athletic abilities, ball skills, things of that nature. You know, he did have back surgery, and his back surgery and his back issues are the reasons why he failed as far as he failed. But if it wasn't for injury concerns, man, this dude easily would have been the 12th or 15th pick. Easily. Now, guys, we're going to go into the Vikings. They actually took Christian Derrissa out of Virginia Tech, a tackle. Now, man, the Vikings needed this pick, so this is much of a need pick than anything. I never really watched too much film on Christian Derrissa himself, so I can't really say much about his technique. But what I did see, based upon the, the small glimpse of highlights they show on draft night, I think he has pretty good footwork. I think he moves fluidly for a guy his size. I just think his hand placement and technique with his hands could be a bit better. But other than that, man, the sky's the limit. He's raw. He's going to learn. Still is to Najee Harris. Absolute middle. Absolute steal. Absolute steal. This, this, this draft couldn't have panned out any better way for the Steelers. They had a choice of Travis Etienne or Najee Harris, and they took Najee Harris. They could have picked either guy, and they got one of them. Next pick after that, the Jaguars. Draft Travis Etienne. Again, couldn't have worked out any better for you. You got, your, you got his teammate from Clemson already. Go ahead and reunite him. The Browns take Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern corner. I think this is more so of a I need a pick pick than anything. Because I really, I really thought if the Browns were going to take anything, they were going to take a safety, maybe a linebacker, but they just they went with a corner. You already got Greedy Williams and you got <clears throat> Dizel Ward. You take another corner, it doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, it's their picks. Now, guys, the Ravens actually took Rashad Batman. And this here, guys, is one of the most underrated and most underappreciated picks of this draft. The Ravens absolutely, absolutely needed this. They needed this. They have no true number one receivers on their roster. Rashad Bateman could come in and possibly be that. I'm not saying he's going to come in and be a luck as a number one, but he can't come in and he will produce. The Saints took Pat and Turner, a DN out of Houston. Again, it's another gentleman I didn't have a chance to watch too much film on, so I can't really give you guys an idea of him as a player. Now, what I did see from the small glimpses, he is raw. He's a big guy. He's long. He's rangy. Just got to put it together. Now, the Packers took Eric Stokes out of UGA, the corner. This guy's an absolute phenomenal athlete, guys. Track star, you know, extremely fast. He's someone who... 
is raw. He's he's not the most technically sound guy because of his background in track and field. So he didn't really key in on football as much as he possibly could have. But he'll have all the time in the world now to do so. Now, the Bills took Gregory Russo, the DN out of Miami. Again, this is an absolute steal. The Bills couldn't have had the draft player any better for them. Gregory Russo comes in, provides a much-needed pass rush for them, can help a guy like Jerry Hughes not only compliment as a pass rusher, but to give him rest as well. Absolute great pick. And then we had the Ravens here, who actually have another pick because of via trade with Kansas City. They took their son, O, the DN out of Penn State. Now, people are going to look at the fact that he posted no sacks last season. Look at the film, guys. He's a guy who's effortlessly going to continually get better week in and week out. And to me personally, this is a great pick. And the Buccaneers, lastly, the, the Super Bowl Chiefs, they took Joe Tryon, the DN, out of Washington. Again, another guy I didn't watch too much film on. I'm sorry, guys, but I can't really give you a background of based on what I've seen from this guy myself. But what I can give you is what I've seen from the small glimpses of him. He seems to be a very raw guy. He doesn't have too much in his repertoire, too many moves, but that is something that can develop, especially learning behind Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett. Now, guys, I'm going to go through what I believe was the best pick, what I think was the worst pick, and I'm going to give you two sharker picks that I think would just be an absolute wild card. Now, the best pick for me, I'm going to say the Bears taking Justin Fields at 11. Now, I say that because of this simple fact. The Bears have everything they already need. Good offense. In terms of the weapons, good defense. They have, to me, they have good coaching. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. And honestly, they have the weapons. I mean, how many people you know can say they got Alec Robinson and David Montgomery and Tyree Cohen in the backfield? Not many people. How many people you know can say Khalil Mack and Raquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, Eddie Jones, Eddie Jackson, excuse me, all my defense? Nobody. Just you. You have great you have great players on your team. Capitalize on. They couldn't do that because they simply could not put up points against other people. They could get stops, but they couldn't put up points. Now with Justin Fields coming to town, bigger arm, more athletic guy, you know, in and out of his reads quicker than what Mitch would be to start off. Him coming to town, absolute steal of a pick. Chicago, y'all got yourself a hell of a player. I had Justin Fields my second best quarterback on my board. To me, should have went way earlier than he did. Now, a surprise pick for me, guys. I'm going I'm to I'm go with what I alluded to earlier, man. I got to go with the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. Again, man, I love Jamar Chase. Let me not make anyone believe this is any slander or discredit anything Jamar Chase has done in his career. It's not. I think Jamar Chase is by far and large the best receiver in this draft, and I don't think it's close. I know a lot of people are high on Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. I don't think it's close. I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver in his draft, hands down. Now, with that being said, Penny Sewell was the correct pick here. Joe Burrow coming off of surgery, really bad knee injury, one of the most set quarterbacks in the league, pressure quarterbacks in the league, knockdown quarterbacks, whatever you want to name about in terms of pressure and or sacking the quarterback, Joe Burrow was the bottom feeder of the list. 
they have to invest and protect them. They have to. If they don't, it's going to not go both their in their favor. It just won't vote in their favor. They have to be able to protect their quarterback. And guys, two surprise picks for me I'm going to give you really fast. So one surprise pick for me was, honestly, I'm going to say the Raiders taking Alex Leather, Leatherwood. Again, this is a guy who could have went day two, but he went a little early and go ahead and took him. If it's your guy, it's your guy. Let's just hope he pans out. And another surprise pick for me as well. I'm going to go with the Packers taking Eric Stokes. As you all may have already read and heard, but Aaron Rodgers is asking for a trade. <sighs> Excuse me. He's asking for a trade from the Packers. This didn't help the situation, though. Eric Stokes, great athlete, great talent, but I'm not sure if he's going to be anything close to a good, great football player because he's just so, so, so raw. And I'm not sure how good of a developmental coaches the Green Bay Packers have. Now, guys, I want to get off into this next segment I call Fact or Cap. Now, Fact or Cap, guys, is going to be basically like true or false. Like, do I think this would happen? Do I think it could have happened? Or do I think it's going to happen at all? Now, we're going to start off with the Aaron Rodgers news. We already spoke on it briefly. Now, so guys, if you are not aware, Aaron Rodgers has let it be known to his to some people in the building, the Packers organization, it's actually reported that the Packers reportedly told Aaron Rodgers that they were going to trade him in the offseason. Then they backed off that. It's been like, it's been tension between both sides. And last week, Aaron Rodgers told the team he wants to trade. Trade or not, he's not coming back to the Green Bay Packers. So clearly, Aaron Rodgers isn't happy. The, the conversation he had asked for a restructured deal didn't happen. They didn't draft well. They did go out and get a guy for him to throw to as well. They simply just aren't looking out for their franchise guy. And enough has been enough for him. He is now wanting to move on onto something else. Regardless of that make consist of, he wants to move on. And he asked, there were three teams listed earlier that he actually was interested. I know one was the 49ers and one was the Raiders. But I cannot remember the last team it was. I know the, Ra the, the Raiders and the 49ers were there for sure. I can't remember the last team. Now, guys, do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to lead Green Bay? I think it's cap. I'm just be honest with you. If you, don't, if you guys don't know what cap means, it means I, I don't think it's real. I think it's a lie. The first round of the NFL just passed. So that means Green Bay can't get a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. And to me, you're not trading Aaron Rodgers for anything less than a first and something else. You need a first, a one coming up, a good one. You're not going to get it no more. So I think it's cap. I think they're going to keep Rodgers. I think he's going to either do one or two things. He's going to sit out a year and then go somewhere else, or he's going to retire and then come back and pull a breath forward. Now, I don't think he will do that, but that's the only option to me. Now, another rumor that was... It's kind of like just circling around the NFL universe was that the fact that Julio Jones wanted was was going to be traded to Baltimore and he was on the market and Baltimore was the favorite to land him. This is absolutely cap. The Falcons have made it clear as day that they're not trading either Julio Jones or Matt Ryan and the Kyle Pitts to 
picks pick that they showed that exactly. Because at the end of the day, they're investing in both of these guys to come back into form and getting them back to their promised land. Will it happen? No. I don't believe it will. But they're, they're betting on it. Now, guys, I just wanted to give you guys a brief background of exactly what the first round draft pick was today. I'm not going to be on there too much longer. It's about to be 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to cut this episode a little bit short just because, you know, time and things of that nature. But I truly appreciate the fact that you guys are tuning in to the show once again. I will be keep you posted on all the draft picks, and I will be posting NBA news as well in my next episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show once again. Can't thank you enough. I'll see y'all in the next one, man.